Season 1, Episode 73, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, John chapter 19, verses 1 through 42. Okay, I'm going to use the uh, outline that came with uh, the E-Sword, E hyphen, capital S-W-O-R-D, E-Sword HD, which is the version for uh, the iPad, and it's free. Uh, you can get one for your iPhone or Android, as far as I know. I have an iPhone 7, but anyway, uh, that one I think costs a buck ninety-nine, and well worth it. And you got the Greek, you got the Hebrew, you got a definition of every single word by just holding on it and getting all the seven different definitions of the word, and you pick out which one fits by the context. And there you're, you're a translator. Okay, so. Um, so we're going to take a look at this outline that came with the e-sword. Uh, Jesus, and this is chapter 19, Jesus delivered to be crucified. And let me just digress here for a minute and go back to chapter 18 where uh, Pilate, uh, Pilate, in verse 29, Pilate then went out unto them, what action... What accusation bring ye against this man? And they go, if he was not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up to you. Uh, Pilate said to them in verse 31, Take him and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said, It is not lawful for us to put him to death. They've, they've already judged him, even though they haven't. Um, they, they can't list anything he's done wrong, uh, at least not by Roman law. And... The problem with declaring yourself the Messiah is the problem is if you are the Messiah, that's not blasphemy. Blasphemy is not believing in the Messiah if it is actually the Messiah. And I have 351 prophecies fulfilled by Christ, Old Testament prophecies fulfilled by Christ. I ran it off online. It's 11 pages long, 351 prophecies. Uh, the first one is Genesis 3.15, where the seed of the woman would bruise Satan's head and Satan would bruise his heel and right there you have basically the whole story the battle between uh, for salvation of of uh, humanity and that is up to you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you ask and it shall be given you there's the answer to your riddle and how about the prophecy in uh, Genesis 12:3? The seed of Abraham will bless all nations. Uh, in Galatians 3.8, it says, All families of the earth will be blessed by the Savior, by the seed of Abraham. And we're the seed of Abraham by faith with the children of Abraham. All right, so I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to read 350, but it, it, on, it starts with the prophecy, the description, and then where it's fulfilled in the New Testament. 351 prophecies fulfilled by Jesus Christ. I'll leave that to you to, to look that up if you want. All right, so um, reading 351 of them would not be my idea of a good time. So I'll let you read that on your own. Um, so we're, oh, we're in chapter 18, just looking back here. Uh, Pilate entered into the judgment hall and called Jesus, Art thou the king of the Jews? Sayest thou this of thyself, or did some others tell you of me? Am I a Jew, Pilate says? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? 
And Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should be, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. So that's good news for news for Pilate. He's not a king. Pilate um, therefore said unto him, "Art thou a king then?" So he and thou sayest that I am a king. To the end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness of the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. If you hear his voice and believe on him that sent him, you have eternal life. You shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So that's good news. Uh, Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? He's just uh, grabbing at straws here. And he said, And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said, I find no fault in this man. Kind of the Passover lamb. Had to be without fault. You bring it into the house four days before the Passover. Just about the time your kids have fallen in love with this baby lamb. You say, okay, we've got to sacrifice the lamb. Put its blood on the doorpost. The, the first one. And you know, then you explain that it's either the lamb or you. And the kids go, hey, we'll go with the lamb. I think, I know I would. I did. Thank you very much, lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. But ye have a custom. Here's another attempt by Pilate to get him. I would, I, you know, I'm hoping I'm standing in heaven one day and I introduce myself to the guy standing next to me, and and uh, it turns out to be Pilate. You know, said, well, you know, I, they, I, in a moment of weakness or whatever. You'll see how they trick him into. The, he loses the argument with Jesus. Never loses an argument with anybody. Pilate lost it with the Sanhedrin when they said, "You're no friend of Caesar if you." And after that, he, he just really couldn't do anything or wouldn't do anything. Again, uh, then they cried out saying, not this man, but Barabbas. And I like to wonder if that meant anything to Barabbas. Um, uh, we have a couple surprise entries in here when it comes to the burial of Christ. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea, I never heard of him, but uh, he's, a, he's a secret disciple. And, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Nicodemus really comes out of the woodwork here in, in bringing uh, 100 pounds of uh, myrrh and aloe. Uh, I looked it up. It's worth, in today's value, it's worth between 150 and $200,000 in today's value. And uh, while I was looking it up, I, I looked up amber crisp. That's puked up octopus. In Thailand, a, 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 a guy recently found a, a, a 15-pound block of puked up octopus on the shore, and its value was $240,000. They make perfume out of it, which I don't know about you, but that explains a lot to me. Anyway, moving right along. That's a joke I had to tell. A Ken Hovind joke, sorry. All right, so we're we're um, we're back here. Uh, oh, we're looking at the outline. I'm sorry, I, I digress. Okay, so um, so Jesus delivered to be crucified. The crucifixion itself, uh, the death of Jesus, ends with uh, "It is finished," which my sister told me uh, many years ago was was 
a sermon was when she realized that it was, you know, all the work has been done. All there's left is to uh, trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross or in Jesus Christ himself. My faith is in Jesus Christ and I, don't, I will not be disappointed. All right, uh, Jesus' side pierced. Uh, these guys were professional executioners and they would know that if you pierce someone's side and the heart has stopped beating, there is no blood pressure. There is no gushing out of the blood. The fact that it turned to water and blood, I asked a doctor about that, a doctor friend of mine, and he said he just knew that you can't draw blood from a corpse. You know how when they stick you in the arm and it fills up the tube of blood? That doesn't happen with a corpse because there's no blood pressure. All right, so <clears throat> Jesus buried. We talked a little bit of that at the hands of uh, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, a couple of secret disciples, so definitely look for them in heaven. All right, and I hope I find you there, but that's that's your call. All right, so let's start with uh, chapter 19, verse 1. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him. <clears throat> the commentary that came with this, uh, F.B. Um, uh, Myers, uh, thought that, that Pilate was just, you know, scourged him just so for a sympathy vote. You know, and the soldiers plated a crown of thorns on his head. Plated means uh, wove. Not, a, not an easy thing to do with these long thorn bushes there. Uh, but it is put it on his head, and they put a purple robe on him, which I don't think they left on him, because a purple robe would be right up there with amber crisp, the value of purple. They didn't start making purple synthetically until 1890. And it was called the Mauve Decade because there was so much purple. Everybody was wearing purple. And even at Florida Christian School, when I first started there, they had, they had uniforms, but a senior had a choice of like 10 colors. But in one of, one of the last color, the last color you got when you went through Florida Christian School for 12 or 13 or 14 years, if you went to K3 and K4, but uh, K5, I guess you could go for 15 years. And some kids did. Uh, mine didn't, but anyway, um, mom wanted to keep him home as long as she could. All right, so um, what was I talking about? I was talking about, um, I don't know how I got off on that. Oh my gosh. Uh, therefore, Pilate took Jesus and scourged him, sympathy vote. Uh, the soldiers plated, I was talking about the plating of the crown of thorns. Uh, I, at Florida Christian, when I, I was taught there for 31 years, and uh, one of my first years there, the, the headmaster said, you know, put something in your room that identifies it as Christian. And then I was at the Christian books, bookstore, and there was a, a crown of thorns. And so that hung in my room for, for I would guess, 30 years. Maybe, maybe I got it my first year. I can't remember. But anyway, um, I might have waited until I got some money because... Anyway, moving right along. Um, the soldiers put the crown of thorns on his head and put a purple road on it. Okay, I was talking about purple roads, and that's how I got on to Amber Christ and all that kind of stuff. Expensive stuff. Purple is very expensive, too. Because um, they couldn't make it out of anything but uh, seashells. The Phoenicians were called the Purple People on the coast of the Mediterranean, just north of, uh, of Israel. Uh, on the Mediterranean. 
today called, I don't know, Jordan, I guess. Anyway, um, and they said, Hail, King of the Jews, the soldiers did. They smote him, struck him uh, with their hands, uh, plated therefore, Pilate, I'm sorry, I was, plated means uh, woven, sorry, plated a crown of thorns. Pilate therefore, verse 4, Pilate therefore went forth again and saith unto them, Behold, I bring you your king forth, that you may know that I find no fault in him. So every time he brings him out or says anything about him, he says, I can't find any fault with him. You know, and anyway, uh, and that's where I digress to say that I thought that, uh, well, the commentator here with the e-sword, F.B. Myers thought that that was also an attempt to get sympathy for Jesus. Anyway. Not the only one that thought that. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and a purple robe. And Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. I'm going to say right now that I don't think this is the one that they were, that they gambled for because this is way too valuable to, to go out with him. I think this was part of their mockery with the crown of thorns. I think they gave him some kind of scepter to hold. Uh, they hit him over the head with it, whatever. Um, Pilate saith unto him, Behold the man, because scourging is pretty brutal and, and uh, could get some sympathy, but not from the chief priests, which are uh, Ananias, Annas and his son-in-law Caiaphas and their families. I, I don't know how big this, you know, G, the judgment hall, the Jews don't go into it because it's the Passover and they'd be defiled, so they, Pilate has to keep coming out, and I don't know how many people there are this will fit, but this was probably pretty much a family affair with the high priest and his his entourage and and I maybe people like uh, Joseph of Arimathea and, and Nicodemus were there they were in the Sanhedrin the the ruling body of the of the Jews the Jews answered him and said we have a law and by our law he ought to die because he hath made himself the son of god you got three choices you got liar lunatic or lord Lord, he's the son of God. Liar, he says he's the son of God. Lunatic, he just thinks he's the son of God. Good man is not an option. Because good men don't claim to be something they're not. They don't think they're something they're not. And they don't lie about it. All right, so when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was more afraid. The son of God, who is this guy? Verse 9, and went again into the judgment hall. So he goes back in to privately talk to Jesus however much privacy he gets there, and saith, the Jews aren't there, the high priests are not there, then saith unto Jesus, then saith Pilate unto Jesus, whence art thou? Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then saith Pilate unto him, speakest thou not unto me? Knowest not that I have the power to crucify thee? And I have the power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst do nothing. Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore, like, you know, the Son of God. Therefore, he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. That would be uh, Judas of uh, Judas, Judas Iscariot. Okay, not Judas, not of not Iscariot. All right, because there was another disciple named Judas. I mention that every time I mention Judas, I think. Uh, John chapter 19, verse 12. And from thenceforth, 
And from thenceforth, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, and this is where they played their trump card. They tried this with Jesus over and over again in the last week of his life. Trying to trick him, you know, should we give money to Caesar, all this stuff. But they, they were able to get Pilate. Pilate was no match for the high priest and his friends. If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in a judgment seat in the place called the pavement in the Hebrew Gabbatha. Verse 14, And it was the preparation of the Passover. So the Passover is a seven-day feast. At day four, you bring the lamb into the house. Uh, I guess the, the day of the Passover, feast at night. And again, day for the Jews starts at... at um, at uh, sunset uh, and speaking of time it was about the sixth hour so I've told you that the sixth hour would be noon and so when I read that I, I looked it up online I looked up John nineteen fourteen, and what it what uh, the, the argument that I want to go with is that sixth hour would be noon if you were lived without watches and you lived without timepieces and things like that. I mean, the sixth hour from sunrise. Everybody knows when sun comes up, hopefully. And But the Romans were a little more sophisticated. They had what we have today. And that is midnight is zero hour. Six hour would be six in the morning. And that sixth hour in the morning, the sixth hour in the Roman, but it does clearly say sixth hour, and he was crucified in the third hour, so we got a problem here. But I think it's explained by the fact that, that in any problem you have in the Bible, you can, it's, you're not the first one to come up with it. I saw that. I've never heard a sermon on that. But I, I said, wait a minute. I, I've taught this enough. I've taught the Gospels enough to know that you know, he was crucified on the third hour. And from the sixth hour to the, to the ninth hour, from, from noon to three, it was dark. I mean, I think it was dark like no sun dark. And he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king. So he brought him out at six in the morning, because this has been going on all night. And they cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The high priest answered. And this is like, this is like the worst thing a a Jewish person could say. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bow down to the idol that Nebuchadnezzar made. Um, Malachi would not uh, bow to Haman. And yet the high priests, Annas and his son-in-law Caiaphas, say, I guess in a chorus with his with the other the others. We have no king but Caesar. Well, I hope you have, I have another king. He died on the cross to pay for my son. There's a, there's a prophecy. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. John chapter 3. The story of uh, Numbers 21, 4 through 9. Great story. There's a prophecy that was fulfilled by Christ. One of the 350 
that you can look up online. All right, um, now I just moved my text. And uh, okay, so we're talking about the crucifixion now. Then Pilate delivered, then delivered Pilate Jesus, therefore, unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. Now, the people that were doing the crucifying were the Romans. So there was a centurion that at the crucifixion is not recorded here. But in another gospel, it's recorded, you know, truly this was the Son of God. When it gets dark and the thunder and the lightning and whatever, this Roman centurion comes to Christ. So a centurion is a very powerful person. Got a hundred. He called a centurion because he got a hundred soldiers under him. We would call that a company commander in today's in the U.S. Army. And um, important guy, powerful guy, a wealthy guy. Um, but anyway, um, so these guys are professionals at what they do. And uh, they take Christ out to be crucified with two thieves. The Romans uh, were pretty strict, I guess. They would, they would crucify you for nothing or for being a thief. I, I don't know what they would do if you were something more than that. But anyway, all right, uh, the soldiers... Um, okay, um, okay, and, and he bearing, okay, then delivered he, Jesus, therefore, unto them, which I'm thinking means the, 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 the guard, that, the Roman guard that's going to, but they're kind of assigned to uh, the high priest, and the high priest has a guard. They were the ones that took Jesus in the uh, in the garden just uh, 12 hours earlier or, or whatever. Yeah, less than 12 hours earlier, if this is 6 in the morning. Um, one of them lost an ear, but Jesus put it back on. That wasn't in, it wasn't told in John, but another gospel writer uh, talks about how Jesus put the ear back on. And they took Jesus and led him away. And Jesus, bearing his cross, went forth into the place called the place of a skull. Now, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. They, I remember there was a, a, they were taking pictures of Mars about 20, 30 years ago, and they, they saw a face on Mars. I'll tell you what, if you stare at a carpet, if you stare at anything very long, you'll pick out a face. I mean, it won't take but a second. And that's because our brain is so wired from, from, from babyhood to focus on our mother's face and faces are just something we really uh, our brain really works hard at, at recognizing so I'm looking at my textured ceiling trying to pick out a face there's one anyway kind of like looking in clouds you could probably look up in clouds and find a face not too long but anyway there was a bald place Outside of Jerusalem, could be seen from the city, across, I would guess, the Kidron Valley, not far from the Garden of Gethsemane, um, I'm guessing. I, I, I'm, I've never taken a trip to Israel. But um, anyway, except by video. But, um, all right, so called the Place of the Skull, because it looked like a skull, a bald place where everybody could see real well. There wouldn't be a lot of trees or anything. Uh, which he called in the Hebrew Golgotha. Verse 18, where they crucified Jesus and two others with him on either side. One, and Jesus in the middle or in the midst. 
uh, verse 19. And Pilate wrote a title. I wonder if he wrote it in his own hand. I don't know. Um, maybe I can ask him. I don't know. If that offends you, I, I don't really don't care. Jesus said, to forgive them for they know not what they do. So maybe Caiaphas is going to be there. I think it's God's will that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But, and that's what I pray for our leaders, all in authority, I pray that they would, that we could live a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and honesty, for this is well, this is uh, well-pleasing unto the Lord, to God our Savior, who would have all men to be saved. God our Savior, who would have all men to be saved. Anyway, um, so, um, so Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the right, he's a hands-on guy if he actually did this himself. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh unto the city of Jerusalem. And it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Then said the chief priests of the Jews to Pilate, Pilate's right there in earshot. Write not, king of the Jews, but that he said, I am. Ego on me, king of the Jews. But, that was a slip on their part, I guess. But, no, well, verse 22. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. They bettered him in the argument when they brought up Caesar, but he's pretty much done with these people. And his wife told him in a, in a dream, don't have nothing to do with this just man. So I, I just, you know, excuse me if I'm pulling for Pilate to be in heaven. You know, I don't think he could really control what was going to happen. What was going to happen, these 351 Old Testament prophecies would be worthless if Christ was not crucified. So... And, and there's one thing that I think, I think God will do this, that, and the other thing. But the one thing he won't do is make you trust in him. And please God, by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe, are you going to put yourself in that category or not? And I'm talking about putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And pray the prayer of the Father who said, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Jesus said, I can heal your son. It's the object of our faith. It's not the quantity or quality of your faith. What I have written, I have written. Verse 23. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments, another prophecy, and made four parts, because there were four, I guess, that were, you know, there standing guard. And every soldier apart, and also his coat, which I think was his own with, with something his mom made him or something somebody gave him. I don't think it was the, the purple coat. I don't think that would have made it out of the, the, the Roman controlled area. Uh, the coat was without seam. It was woven from the top throughout. So when you have a, a garment, when you buy cloth at the, at the store to make dresses, you just buy cloth. It has no seam. You sew the seams in with the patterns and you sew it together. But when you when you make something, you you knit something. Uh, I, I don't know much about knitting. I, it's always intrigued me. 
but you got the two needle and the one needle crochet and the other one with two and and you can knit a sweater and I don't know how they do that but uh, they do and uh, it's all one piece and it doesn't rip it doesn't tear it lasts a long time and I'll tell you clothing is very very important I read uh, um, oh golly I was gonna tell you this story when I thought about it when I was reading this and um, um, uh, Plymouth found Plymouth Plantation um, I forgot the, the writer of that book but anyway he came over on the Mayflower he was a 20-time uh, elected governor of Plymouth uh, Colony and I thought when I read it 20 times but he was only elected for a year so but he was elected 20 times in a row and his name was William Bradford William Bradford and he was writing in there about uh, people that died and also uh, another history book that goes back to uh, uh, even before Plymouth Plantation Jamestown uh, the light and the glory he, he would um, the writer of that would, would go into the he would get uh, last wills and testaments of people survivors you know that lived in that died in, in uh, Jamestown and every button was accounted for for us we just have all this stuff that's you know buy a, a bag of buttons for them but back then it was tortoise shell it was whatever it was seashell it was precious and it was passed down uh, but this clothing was was had some value to it and uh, this was part of their pay possibly anyway um, they said unto themselves let us okay the coat is rose, uh, woven from the top throughout uh, yeah, the neck hole and whatever. Uh, then said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rend it or tear it, but cast lots for it that it shall so whose it shall be. That the scripture, and this is just a note by the author here, John, that the scripture might be fulfilled that saith, they parted my raiment among them, and my vestures did they cast lot. Look up the 31, 351 Old Testament prophecies fulfilled by Christ and you can read where that was prophesied in the Old Testament and where it was filled in the New Testament. I'm holding it in my hand here. 351 prophecies. It's 11 pages. Okay. Um, uh, these things, therefore, the soldiers did. And God knew they were going to do it way back when and uh, had it written in the Bible. He says he wrote things before they happened because he knew we had a stiff neck. That was one of my wife's favorite favorite verses. She would she could quote it to me if she was standing here right now. But she's been gone be seven years this August. But anyway, uh, now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister Mary the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. So it sounds to me like there were three Marys there. And there, there are six Marys that get kind of confusing in the New Testament. I guess it was a very popular name. When Jesus therefore saw his mother from the cross, and I was reading, I guess, in the commentary, uh, F.B. Myers, it says that, that the cro his feet not, might not have been that high off the ground, so he could have easily been heard. Because... Uh, but he said to his, he saw his mother and the disciple standing by him, which is John, the writer of this gospel, by whom, 
whom he loved, the disciple whom Jesus loved is John's name for himself. He saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to his disciple, John, behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her into his own house. Obviously, his father was deceased, and I don't think his brothers were believers yet. Now, James the uh, James the Less was uh, anyway. I, it's a little confusing when we get to, but anyway, he he gave him to John. His one of Peter, James, and John, one of the inner three. So. Um, all right, the death of Jesus. After this, Jesus, verse 28, Jesus, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, all the 351 prophecies had been fulfilled, that, well, except for the resurrection and those, but that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it on hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. And I told you at the beginning, my sister said, by the way, my sister said uh, in a text this morning, Pete, I'm loving your podcast. So I got to tell you what that, you know, I don't know about you and your family, but me and my family, that's pretty cool. A man was not without honor except in his own family. I'm the little brother, and but um, <laughs> she might be mad at me for saying that. But anyway, I, I cherish uh, my family very much. All right, it finished me. It was my brother that, you know, the loss of my brother that had me searching for God, I guess. I found him six months after he died, and I, I hated him. I've told you that many times. Uh, it is finished. My sister said she heard a sermon and she knew there was no work to be done. It's finished. He bowed his head and gave up his ghost. And F.B. Myers uh, said it this way. Um, how did he say it? I shouldn't even try to read it. What is there left for us? but to hide in the cleft of his pierced side and to seek the cleansing of the water and the blood. Anyway, that's a poetic way of saying uh, Christ had done everything. All right, so is uh, it is finished. Okay, Jesus' side is pierced, verse 31. And the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation of the Passover, that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for it was a Sabbath day, was a high day, so it might not have, it wasn't the first day of the week, it was Good Friday, so it was a Sabbath day of the Passover, and however that was established, um, that Christ was crucified when the lamb was, was offered, um, the, the lamb without spot, and Pilate has definitely, um, okay, verse 31, the Jews therefore, because it was preparation. It was a preparation that the bodies for the Passover, that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was a high day. Besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, 
and they might be taken away. From what I understand, to, to breathe on the cross, you have to push up with your feet. So they would break the legs, and then you couldn't push up anymore if they fractured your legs. I mean, broke them in two. Whatever, I, you know, broke the bone. So your bones are pretty important to pushing. Anyway, all right, so uh, they would suffocate. That's what I understand. I don't know. But, but one of the soldiers with this, okay. But when they came to Jesus, okay, then came the soldier and break the legs of the first and of the other, which was crucified with Jesus. But when the soldiers came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, I think to breathe, you got to push up. They could tell that he was gone. They break not his legs. But one of the soldiers had a way of testing that. Uh, but one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side. Forthwith came there out blood and water. And... I asked a doctor friend of mine about this, and I might have mentioned it before, I don't know, but but um, uh, he told me that that um, sometimes you're working on critically ill patients and you're trying to find out what's wrong with them, and uh, at least, uh, anyway, it's not possible to draw blood from a corpse because you know how they stick you in the arm and it fills up? I think I already told you this. Anyway. It fills up with blood. You got to have blood pressure for there to to be uh, the pouring out of the blood. Or the, you know, if there's no blood pressure, I don't know. It's like turning off a hose, and you don't, you know, you push a hole, poke a hole in the hose. There's no water going to come out to speak of. But you put the water under pressure, and you poke a hole in the hose. It's going to go everywhere. Anyway, all right. So um, so they they saw that it wasn't being pumped out by the heart, and they knew he was dead. That's my take on that. I'm not a professional uh, executioner, and I think these guys were. Okay, um, but one of the soldiers pierced his side, and forthwith came out blood and water, but not with the velocity it would would have if the heart. Uh, that's what a doctor told me. Uh, you you can figure out. Some people say with the water and blood is an indication that the heart is burst. And he died of a broken heart. Well, that's fine. I don't, you know, I'm going with probably the the doctor's idea that by poking a hole in someone's side, a big hole, you would expect the water, if the heart was pumping, to I mean the blood to, to squirt out. And maybe there is some separation of plasma from the red blood cells when the heart stops mixing it all together. So that's probably true too. Uh, maybe there's some doctors out there that know better than I. Uh, verse 36. These things were done that the scripture might be fulfilled. How about 351 Old Testament prophecies? The bone of him should not be broken. And again, another scripture saith, They shall look upon me whom they have pierced. I memorized that one. That's Zechariah 12.10. My wife knew this verse and I wanted to know it too, so I added it to my memory list. And I shall pour upon the house, this is God speaking, Jehovah speaking, and I shall pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication. And they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. And they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son. And shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. This is the fanaticism of the Jews after the rapture. After the church is gone, after the Holy Spirit is gone, the 144,000, they're going to make noise for Jesus Christ. 
and the Antichrist is, uh, kills all the 144,000 Jewish evangelists and the rest of the Jews are helping them and believers are helping them and the unbelievers are turning them in. And that's the judgment of the sheep. When you did it on the least of these, my brother, 144,000, right there at the judgment of the nations, people use this as a fundraising tool and maybe that's fine. But, but it's, it's the judgment seat. The, the eternal judgments are pretty important and the judgment of the nations, who's going into the lake of fire and who's going to live on into the thousand year millennium on the, on the earth, that's pretty important too. Anyway, these things which were done in the scripture might be fulfilled. A bone of him was not broken and again they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. Verse 38, And after Joseph of Arimathea being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, you know, here's a guy that was secretly, he's not, a, not anymore he's not secret. He's done being secret. But secretly for fear of the Jews, Joseph of Arimathea, probably one of the, one of the people watching this whole thing with the high priest, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. You've got to be pretty important if you're going to have, and this was a very wealthy man. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, who came to Jesus by night, kind of a secret disciple, or was considering it and became a believer, obviously, by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, a hundred pounds. I looked up the, the value of myrrh and aloes, a hundred pounds of myrrh and aloe, today it would be worth a hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars. So there's something valuable. Okay. Um, then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with spices as the manner of the Jews to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden a new sepulcher where never was where wherein was never man laid and they laid Jesus and they laid Jesus therefore because of the Jews preparation day and the sepulcher was nigh at hand uh, so they have to get him buried quickly because the sun is about to go down all right well um, Hopefully I didn't go longer than an hour. If I did, I'll have to do it again. Uh, I guess I can answer that question by seeing where I'm at. And I'm at 42 minutes, so I made it. All right, so I'm going to say adios to God and vaya con Dios. And I guess uh, last Sunday was Palm Sunday, so next Sunday is, is Easter. So I'll say happy Easter. Not that that's that important. I mean, sorry, maybe it is, but uh, it's a nice coincidence, I guess. All right, adios, vaya con Dios.